Hello and welcome to the Glasgow PT Podcast, episode 31. Uh, I'm joined today by co-host Scott Simpson. Hello. Uh, and today we're going to talk about investing in yourself. So we're going to cover um, people who are looking to maybe this time of year invest in a coach or trainer and personal trainers um, give them advice on why they should invest in themselves and in, in what way they should invest in themselves and what, what, what has worked for us in the past. Uh, and the importance of it. Uh, we're going to really dive deep into um, everything from you know your mindset, your exercise, your nutrition, and you know talk about the definition of insanity, which of course is if you you know do the same thing over and over again, expect different results. It's not going to happen. Uh, that's obviously a paraphrase <laughs> of, the, yeah. of the great, Something like that. the great man. Yeah. Um, but I, we're just going to talk about the importance of it and honestly our, our um, experience of it. Because in the past, uh, I remember being about a year into my PT career, and uh, all I, the the last thing I could think of was putting my money into stuff after mm-hmm. you know shelling out three grand for a course. Um, mm-hmm. But how wrong was I? Um, and we'll explain that in further detail. So let's first of all talk about people. Um, obviously in relation to us mate there's people listening to this podcast for a reason health and fitness so we'll not get too broad with it but we'll talk more about um, why people invest why they need to invest in themselves um, and the different categories that that falls under so why they don't invest in themselves um, why they are maybe hesitant to invest i.e. spend money or take a big step into out of their comfort zone um, so first of all mate let's talk about um why why people need to invest in health and fitness mm-hmm. in order to achieve their goals? Um, I suppose like there's a thing about what it is that you're investing, isn't it? And when I was kind of thinking about this beforehand, there's obviously like the kind of most obvious one is the financial thing, isn't it? To invest money in it. And that can be anything from a gym membership, which you can get some pretty cheap gym memberships these days all the way up to you can get a trainer or something like that and there's other options in between Um, but there's also another element of this which is like investing time and investing energy like into something that you've decided that you're going to prioritise effectively so those are kind of forms of investment as well Um, so obviously if you have a health and fitness goal you kind of might as well like you have to kind of accept that you're going to have to invest. If you had any goal in life, you have to accept you're going to have to at least invest time and energy into that. Um, there's a kind of bit of a balancing act with that, where it's like you, as much as you want to um, accommodate your goal into your lifestyle, the goal you can also have to take into account your lifestyle as it is as well. And I think there's a bit of a balancing act between. Um, making the goal fit your lifestyle and your lifestyle fit the goal as well so if you talk about investing time and energy I think that's an important thing to start off with because if you're not considering how you're going to do that and how's best to do that then you're not committing to the goal from the get-go and then there's obviously the financial thing about investing and then like I said it can be anything from the gym membership itself all the way up to maybe getting like a personal trainer um, or something along those lines and I suppose when I think about the financial thing it just the two things that spring to me just now mate is probably that you're investing in hopefully even just by joining a gym good information which can save you a bit of time really um, you know we, we can all 
get from A to B eventually. But if you want to try and find out the efficient way of doing that, you're probably best going to people who have the knowledge of themselves probably invested in getting the knowledge already and that kind of thing. Um, so there's that, there's kind of like that sort of getting the help. Um, I can't actually remember what the second thing was I was going to say that I went a wee bit blank. But So I think that it's important that you, you kind of make sure that you're... Um, you don't have to, but I think that it helps. It kind of just shortens the time frame between starting and actually achieving yeah. a goal if you kind of like invest in that. And the other thing I was going to say, sorry, was as you, when you invest something, money, time, energy, you sort of incentivize it a little bit. So you increase the incentive because you've actually paid out yep. a bit of cash, maybe, say, for example. If you pay for something, you're just more likely to kind of stick to it because you've kind of, it's like there's an accountability thing there or there's a, definitely an incentive there to kind of then commit to it properly because you've invested yourself yeah. in that way. Mate, what I liked there was, like, you, you spoke about it from an aspect of not spending money. Mm-hmm. So time. Mm-hmm. you know investing time into it for me that's the bare minimum of course that's yep. that's if you're not investing any time in something that is your goal then you can forget about it that's the first stage mm-hmm. you know you could talk about um investing in your health and fitness and you talk about getting a trainer and those steps are a bit further on if you don't invest time i setting aside time to go walking to go to the gym to do all these things that to you know make proper healthy meals all these things are going to contribute towards that and that's the bare minimum for me is is time and energy obviously mm-hmm. same it works the same but i think like like you were mentioning there about you know hiring a coach and stuff like that like you, the doubt can always be when you're going to spend money is am i going to waste my time and um, is it going to be worth it so i would urge you to always do your homework Mm-hmm. and that's that's what we kind of try and practice and preach every single day yeah. with our socials and things like that we're trying to prove mm-hmm. um, to people that you're not a gamble and as a service yeah. you know you're you're actually right what can I show can I show client results can I show testimonials can I mm-hmm. show relatability because I train people that are in the similar situations to you with work and life balance and stuff like that yeah. so it's the same I use that example all the time it's a simple example but if you want to dye your hair blonde Go and see if the person that you're going to dyes people's hairs blonde instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they only dye people hair, people's hair black, mm-hmm. I'd probably go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that that's just something small, mate. But yeah, think yeah. think of like mm-hmm. if you want to if you want to be able to run a ten k, are you going to go to a bodybuilder who trains bodybuilders? Probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not his line of work. So I know this sounds common sense, mate. But there's some people just don't. They panic. They they don't have a clue yeah, about yeah. certain certain subjects so some people don't really know anything about fitness and so they just they jump on the first thing that, that really clicks and like shows their attention mm-hmm. when really it's like I'll do today about your homework yeah. and because it's going to save you a lot of time people listening to this as well mate have probably they've maybe spent some money on a few trainers in the past um, and been left a bit sore for it because it's just no work to it and they're maybe left with a bit of a, a like delay and maybe contacting someone else when really it's like maybe it wasn't the trainer's fault yeah they could have done a lot better but maybe you should have done your homework the trainer took your money because you went there with a goal and he thought he could fix it but really you didn't screen the trainer Mm -hmm. you didn't ask the trainer I mean I'll quite happily pass clients on if it's just no my cup of tea if if I don't think I'm going to add value that that's what's the point training them you know yeah I think think that obviously sometimes 
I, I suppose there's a, there's obviously an element of this is is um, when it comes to investing in yourself, it, it doesn't want it doesn't want it to sound like you're just or you need to throw money about left, right, and centre right. into everything. Otherwise, it just shows that you're not that keen. You obviously want to be smart. It's like a kind of sensible thing is just to be smart with it and to do a little bit of research and try and invest in the right ways. And I think that you know if you if you I think like I said the kind of main things for me that if we're talking about particularly people why invest in a personal trainer is that you're investing in the expertise you're investing in like the experience you're investing in the knowledge or whatever and um, it's going to just make you maybe a little bit more efficient and effective in achieving your goals sooner yeah exactly exactly sooner as well and um, you, you obviously because fitness is so broad you'd have to urge people to consider what's your goal and what that trainer or coach is all about themselves because like you said you wouldn't go to a bodybuilder if you want to run a 10k do you know so I think that it's um, it's always going to be the sensible approach to, to do your homework ahead of time and the benefit could be huge though like the benefit could potentially be huge like it What's the benefits? Well, so I mean, I I sometimes don't like to, uh, like, I try not to dramatize these things too much. But you, your life could change, yeah. like literally change. When we talk about health and fitness, um, it can be life changing for people, like genuinely. Um, we're at a time of the year just now, me and you, you've probably have noticed that there's a lot of new people in the gym and a lot of new faces in the gym, and there's a lot of people who you can tell kind of seem a bit lost. You can tell that they're maybe not too sure and they're trying to find their way. And you, I always have this this um, feeling inside me that you really hope that it sort of works out for them, that Aye. they sort of find a program they can follow or someone helps them out, whether it's a friend or whatever. Um, because we know how huge the benefits yep. can be and when we talk about health and fitness it can be literally life changing for some people um, if that investment works out and like it's quite it's quite um, hard to put a price on that really isn't it yep. well, well exactly mate and let's play devil's, devil's advocate with it because it is such a big thing and it can change somebody's life but also that can be the first time that they really open up the gates and message a trainer so you feel really self-conscious you've maybe had a bad couple of years you've put a lot of weight on you finally go right that trainer looks all right I'm going to contact him and you know he then sends out a form where you have to give him as much information as possible maybe you meet him you speak to him on the phone and you feel that you really open up you feel that you've really you go maybe too much information but that's just something that's been bottled up i have to tell this person so that they can better help me the more you tell a trainer the more they can get the more information i've got the more they can get more detailed with your plan and have a better plan of action so then you know fast forward three months later the trainer wasn't a good fit for the for the client the client's line left six seven eight hundred pound down with no change um and their life changed in terms of their, their attitude towards personal training. So, mm-hmm. because there's no doubt the things that we mentioned, and before, like like you said, life changing in a sense of time's important. So, when you invest time and energy into finding the right trainer or coach, you will then pay less instead of paying double, mm-hmm. and you won't have to come through that rigmarole. Now, I know sometimes you know a trainer or a, a client even can seem brilliant week one mm-hmm. then they start showing their true colours even a trainer does that mm-hmm. uh, and the client can start you know their own time and 
buzzing and really excited. Payment was, you know, made ASAP. And then week four, the trainer starts showing his true colours, starts maybe going out a bit late to get his clients, starts um, not responding to their messages and check-ins, and vice versa. The client, you know, is late for their session, cancels the odd one in those four weeks. And um, what you found there is that because you never took the time and energy at the start, you've ended up now going to have to do it all over again. Uh, you're going to have to meet another trainer, you're going to have to meet another client, and that that especially applies to trainers, mate. You know, yeah. we shouldn't be looking to get new clients all the time. Mm-hmm. We should be looking to keep them and keep them going because, again, I'm going to have to go through the whole new client spiel. I'm going to waste energy and time when really I can. the only time and energy I want to spend is revamping their training plan and revamping their goals. Yeah. And that's 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 the that's the opposite side yeah, yeah. of the spectrum, mate. No, I would agree. I think like you probably have sat down with people as well, and and I've sat down with people who've maybe had um, experiences with trainers and stuff like that that maybe wasn't the best before. And it's hard to say exactly why that might have been. All right, it, it, there's, there could be various reasons um, as to why it didn't work out. But the the worry then is that that's the kind of just the perception of what personal training is across the board and uh, you know I'm, I'm not uh, I, like I'm not like an authority on this or anything like that but there is a kind of it's like any profession There's, you're going to get people who are better and people who are worse and um, I think sometimes like people will sort of if they do have a bad experience, that will be the association with it. Mm-hmm. And they probably do that with everything. If you go to a bad dentist, it's like, well, I don't want to go to the dentist ever again. I don't care who it is. Whereas the reality is there's probably some really good dentists out there and some not so good dentists out there. And personal training is no different. But you're right. I, I would always think you would urge people to kind of look into it ahead of time um, and try to um, find out like what that person's like. I suppose, I, like I, I know myself just based on clients that I work with that I get like a lot of referrals um, which always makes me feel quite good because that's someone who who knows you really well who's probably worked with you for a period of time and is quite happy to say here's um, here's who you can see sort of thing um, and I, I, that always kind of makes me feel quite good I'm always kind of um, really thankful for, for, for referrals and stuff like that just as much as anything it's like the little boost that you get from yeah, it yeah. personally um, but that's that's all from making sure that you the the person that I'm working with is getting um, as positive an experience, and that might be in the gym and outside the gym, and in relation to them achieving their goals as I can possibly provide. Yep. Um, and that's that's a kind of good sign. Not obviously for me personally, but for them as well, because if they're getting that positive experience, then that investment for them that they've made in me is going to be like I said, massively worthwhile. I don't want it to sound like I'm like blowing my own trumpet here or anything like that, but it, you, you, it can, if you can find a routine within health and fitness that you can go forward with, it's the rest of your life, isn't it? Yep. It's your, the rest of your life. Yeah, mate, spot on. Um, now I want to get quite specific with it, mate, because I want to give two examples here and get quite harsh on it. Um, if this, anybody listening to this, if this is you or similar to you, Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give you the nudge and the motivation to to make that that next step. Example number one could be, you know, I saw it last night. There was three three young guys in the gym. No, I've never seen them before. Happy days. They're coming in. They might think that they need their two pals with them so that they can go 
I used to train in a free, it was a shambles. We used yeah. to just carry on. Me and my pal used to train absolutely fine. As soon as there was another guy involved, we used to just carry on. So that aside, they came in and one of them was always one that, th- that thinks he knows what he's doing. There's mm-hmm. always one that's I'll show you what he's doing. And it was a disaster, mate. He was just showing them poor form. Uh, he was gibbering a lot of rubbish to them. Right. Now these guys are young, skinny guys. They're okay. looking to build muscle. Um, and don't get me wrong, when I was 17, 18, mate, like, I would never thought about investing in a personal trainer. I never thought about, like, I was a guy. Mm-hmm. Hence why 90% of my clients are female mm-hmm. <laughs> or the guys that I have got are decent mm-hmm. um, because guys are just arrogant that way. They think they can date themselves. That sometimes rubs off onto the other half. I mean, how many times you've seen a boyfriend and a girlfriend try to show what to do and it ends in tears? <laughs> Arguments. It does, mate. It does mm-hmm. most of the time. So what these three young boys, what I would urge for them today is... Um, instead of him pushing your back down to make your back straight on a deadlift mm-hmm. uh, horror show look at investing I mean mate it's so easy out there to find a plan yep. an ebook. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying if, you, you know, if you're a student or whatever and you don't have the money chip in the freeze and buy a trusty guy that you follow and offers you a lot of advice an ebook. Mm-hmm. it's a training plan that might come with videos um, that you can show proper form so my 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 thing to you is while you're fresh while you're new get all the information help you can the information I'm not exactly old here but the information that's out there I knew mate it wasn't there when I was younger trying to train mm-hmm. when I was 17, 18 trying to train it was in forums and stuff and you had to dig deep you had to read a lot of it it wasn't just here's how to do a bent over row mm-hmm. and when you did it was some grubby video for America some guy in America doing it never explained it do you know what I mean so my if I could go back, I mean, I was quite lucky enough that my pal uh, had his own garage and he used to study up, he was very intelligent. He used to watch the form. I used to just rock up, half yeah. cut sometimes, hungover, <laughs> sometimes in the morning, not even editing, and I would just copy him. That's why my form's always been really spot on. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was lucky enough to learn for the start. And I know it can be quite daunting. You don't want to go in there and you'll see other bigger guys like doing stuff right, but I urge guys especially, <coughs> mate, to, to reach out and yeah. get that help because... Um, unless unless you're doing bodybuilding, uh, th- those guys realise they need help and mm-hmm. they they're switched on enough to know that I need the guidance. Yeah. But I feel it's all the guys in between that, mate. The guys who, um, the everyday gym guy go. I mean, how many do we know in your gym, mate? In our gym that uh, they've never changed and they're cable warriors. They do the same stuff every single time we're in, mm-hmm. um, and that's the point where I'm trying to make you that investing at the start can go a long way mm-hmm. uh, the next point on what I make is uh, the people that have been going to the gym or doing some form of exercise for a number of years let's talk females here let's talk one female who uh, has probably dieted several times unsuccessfully maybe the odd success in there as well that one time that they dropped two stone because they did x y and z mm-hmm. Um, but the, they've been yo-yo dieting they've been up and down and here, there and everywhere and it's just never really stuck for them so and this could be starting out the first time you went you got initial results because you finally went to the gym you started to go to gym classes or whatever and then you got those you got that stone or two off whatever it is whatever it may be like and then you put it all back on because something happened in your life and then you are now back to square one um, looking to lose it again so then you continue to do what made you lose two stone in the past. Mm-hmm. Go back to classes or 
you know, I'm not going to slag classes here because they're very beneficial to a lot of people, but you went walking at night a couple of times a week. You joined fucking at a nutrition club. Anything, mate, right? Mm-hmm. So, my, if you're listening to this right now and you're and you're, that is you, then I would urge you to go to the next step. You know, go to that next level because the chances are you like there's a very high chance you'll be back at square one again. Yeah. Uh, why? Because you've not done anything different. Mm-hmm. And it was a week what I've got here, mate, that my client said today, and I was quite like, I was quite like, that's a good one. I like that. And mm-hmm. uh, my client Katie, and she was just like, if you do what you've always done, you get what you've always had. Yep. So it's a bit like insanity in it, but mm-hmm. I like that because it's like, you know, even it gets more specific with fitness, mate. Because as you'll know. Um, and anybody listening to this that, that has trained the first year of them training was very successful yeah. a lot of people were mm-hmm. um, because the body was just like it just soaks it up all this new stuff um, mm-hmm. it changes very quickly you build muscle quite quick in the first year especially as, as guys in, when we're young so yeah, that's not going to work for you later mate after, after yo-yo dieting mm-hmm. so I'm urging you to now to learn something new try an approach I don't care if it's crossfit you know bodybuilding whatever it is if it's a fat burn class on a Tuesday night, whatever it is, try something different because that difference will um, will be the difference to make your body adapt. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what happened the first year you done it. Mm-hmm. So I'm urging you right now, as it's the middle of January, payday's coming up, think of something that you think you could do for a period of time that gets you a bit out of your comfort zone, but you've heard it's great. Yeah. You know, Scott, I'll let you add to them. Um, yeah, well, whatever you've got to add to the both of them, you can go back, mate. If, if yeah, well, what I was thinking was, in terms of just in my experience, if, if someone, um, if you get someone into the gym who's never lifted a weight before, there's actually a lot of advantages to that. Um, it's typically easier to start from zero and build than it is to have to. Um, try to get rid of bad habits that have accumulated over how long it typically can be a little bit easier that's not to say that if you're in it now and you've maybe got you can feel like i may have some bad habits that it can't be fixed that it's too far gone or whatever i'm more just trying to make the case for people who maybe feel quite reluctant at the start who maybe aren't very sure um Look, I think fitness is so broad and if you kind of split diet and exercise and just look at exercise for example and you look at weight training so first of all within weight training there are multiple, multiple, multiple exercises okay, that target various different areas and you're at an advantage if you know those exercises and you know specifically why you'd want to do them you know the muscles they target and the movement and you can maybe even better pair off the ones that are going to be best to you in order to try and achieve what you're trying to achieve, right? So that's kind of one component of it. It's just there's so many exercises, understanding good form, understanding what specifically that exercise does and understanding what exercises might be best suited to you based on your goals. Then beyond that, you talk then maybe about intensity. And because weight training is such a skill-based thing, intensity is like when you were talking about the three guys before, um, like it's so common it probably is more guys than, than females that do this I would say so um, for them to go in and it's maybe just throwing you just feel like they're throwing themselves about the place and it's all intensity and no skill and um, that's not ideal there's obviously risks that come with that in terms of injury and things like that but it's not that productive either girls really. just say I can't do that I'm leaving getting embarrassed by doing it they <laughs> uh, yeah. just admit you yeah. yeah so I think that the, the, there's the intensity component as well and that's 
again, like you, you, you can learn the form and the techniques, you ideally identify the exercise that's going to work for you, then you can build the intensity and um, and then there's with if you can cover those basic things, then there's how you structure workouts, how you structure training and all the rest of it. And I suppose what I'm kind of trying to do is try to make people understand that, you know, if you can get someone who can understand these things and understand them well, you're at a massive advantage because it is... I don't want to make it to, to make it seem like it's this massively mysterious, complex thing. It isn't. But I just think that if you can, at an early stage, ideally, but if it's not an early stage for you, then that's fine. But at an early stage, ideally, if you can get these basics down and you can start to develop a bit of an understanding about what training is and what it involves, you're just far more likely to be successful in the wrong, yeah. long run, and that's a fact. So that's where that investment becomes incredibly mm-hmm. worthwhile. And the thing is, like, I don't also want to make this sound like a sales pitch. No. But you can go to gyms and ask people for help. Yeah. Like, you can go to gyms and ask people for help. And just by minute, the fact it's January, I've had more people coming up to me when I'm on the gym floor and asking various different questions. Some of it about what's this with the membership, and others is like, what do I do to work my glutes? What do I do if I want mm-hmm. to lose fat from here? That kind of thing, do you know? Um, so you can ask for help. Um, I think some people are sometimes a little bit put off for, um, when it comes to asking for help, but um, the help's there if you just kind of like go up and um, you ask. I think you'll find that the overwhelming majority of people are actually there and interested to help, um, and the ones that aren't, then uh, who cares about them anyway? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think that, yeah, that's where the investment becomes massive. I, I suppose, like, what I was trying to do was almost make the case for it a little bit why it's so worthwhile. Um, and why the benefit is massive in the long run. Yeah. Well, you look at the biggest, like, the biggest downfall or the biggest reason, sorry, that a lot of people don't go to the gym is gym anxiety. Mm-hmm. The second is they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So it goes back to that whole thing about motivation and going, you know what, I tried the gym, but uh, I just ended up no, no going back. So you had the motivation to go. The motivation was fine. We all know that takes a dip. Knowledge is the key to go when you don't feel motivated because yeah. I know what I'm doing when I get there a lot of people go hey, I'm going to go there's my gym gear on walk up the top of the stairs and I don't know what I'm going to do mm-hmm. everybody's looking at me is this how you turn this on oh my god I'm, yep everybody's looking I'm yeah. away and like you say like, isn't it this masterful thing like we don't as trainers we learn as we go but we know we know about it all mm-hmm. so we're no, we're no experts we're no geniuses with higher level IQs mm-hmm. we just picked it up as we went mm-hmm. and it's just something as simple as going squat push pull hinge mm-hmm. if you don't know what this stuff is go over both our Instagrams and you will find it all mm-hmm. like the help it's not even about asking for help anymore mate like that's a bonus now mm-hmm. like if, if a trainer is really keen to help brilliant because you can get it in person but it is everywhere now mate yeah we're putting it up daily. Every good trainer's putting it up every single day, mm-hmm. mate. It's all there for you. Like, if you were wise, you could get plans and plans without even mm-hmm. contacting a trainer. Yeah. So, I... I think that the tricky thing with that is also the issue then becomes about um, trying to find reliable sources, eh? Yeah. Because there is so much information because anybody can put anything online and you'll know as well that you can write in an Instagram bio that you're a coach and start putting out information and that doesn't need to be regulated or anything like that do you know what I mean so um, it's about kind of trying to establish kind of reliable information which I understand can be tricky for people it's, that is a, world, well. a minefield at there mate yeah but how do you back up 
how do you find a source that's reliable mm. because there's results to prove it yeah exactly that's that's a big part it all comes of it. back to that mate no matter what you say yeah. I think another thing as well is that I just wanted to touch on when you were talking about the knowledge um, and like how it can yeah, what, what, what I think the big thing that one of the things that will one of the things that knowledge does if you're kind of learning because so much of like health and fitness is about trying to learn that's why it's so important that you invest time into it because you don't just pick it up like that like it's um it's 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 a learning process and it's important to look at it that way and i think that if you can get into the gym and um acquire a bit of knowledge about what the gym's all about weight training um and or various different types of training whatever floats your boat um and acquire a bit of knowledge about that um it just i think one of the things it does as well is it sort of like eradicates your excuses or it makes you at least take ownership of it because I think that when you were talking about motivation there, like obviously motivation dips a lot of the time and you were saying knowledge makes it a bit easier to still make sure you get in there because it's one less thing to worry about almost. I don't know what I'm doing anyway, so whatever. Um, but another thing that it does is I think it kind of forces you to take ownership of your excuses because I think when you don't have the knowledge, you'll buy into any um, way of thinking about it that suits you at a given moment. Um, you know, if you decide, if you want to decide that, oh, well, I, I didn't do go to the gym this morning and I've heard that that's the best way, so there's no point in going later on anyway, so I'll just patch it, I'll go tomorrow morning, that's fine. You can't do that if you have the knowledge to know that that's bullshit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. You, you have to own your own excuses a little bit. So much of it's a learning process and you can 100% do that for free just by investing time into it and I'm not saying it has to take over your whole life people have got jobs and families and uh, social life and hobbies and whatever else but there's good information out there if you're willing to sit down and can look for it um, and then there's also the kind of possibility of incentivising a little bit by investing some money somehow somewhere again I, I'm always very cautious of any of this sounding like a sales pitch but the fact of the matter is, is if you can incentivise yourself like that Again, it's just another thing that just makes you more likely to kind of stay on track or it makes you more likely to commit properly. And also, like we said, if you're investing in someone who does know what they're talking about, it's just A to B in a much more, much quicker, more efficient way. Yeah, mate, spot on. It's like, let's, let's, that, that just sparked a wee thing in, in my mind, mate, where we always talk about the problems that we have during a diet in phase. We always go, I just snack too much or I just, um, I just, as soon as I have a certain food, that's me. Or um, I can't just, I just can't get to the gym as much. I've just not been gone as much. What I see with those with those problems there is, does the client know the importance of large meals? So they see the snacker, do they know the importance of having larger meals? Do they know about filling their belly up so that they don't, you know, do they know about meal timing? Should it be, should it be time to talk about that? Um, because you're talking about that you're snacking too much, is that because you're having too big a window between your meals? So instead of, right, we need to stop snacking. What is it you're snacking? No, no, I'm eating chocolate. Right, let's replace that with a low-calorie option. No, no, what about you educate the client on meals and meal timings and how, let's let's see your plate. You say you keep getting hungry and eating shit at 11 in the morning and 11 at night, because 11 in the morning it's the wee gap between your lunch before you're absolutely starving before your lunch break. So I need a snack there. Well, let's talk about your breakfast. Mm. Oh, I have an apple. There we go. Yeah. So the apple that you have because you're trying to save calories for night time is eventually leading you on to a wee bit of a binge at 11am. Mm-hmm. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's 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 when you skip back a problem that isn't what other people would perceive it to be. Mm-hmm. I think so. Because I, I think a lot of the time people because we all we all at a major disadvantage in that we all only have our own perspective to rely on. So a lot of the time, what happens? I see this quite a lot. Is if people are struggling, they kind of they sort of shit on themselves a little bit. If you like, they they sort of say, oh. I don't know, they just seem to be able to, I just must have a big appetite or like whatever because you only have your own perspective to rely on. So the go-to for a lot of people I find when they struggle is like a sort of self-blame game rather than like, let's look at this. Is there another way? How can I line things up? Can I like this, I think rather than a sort of problem-solving approach. Yes, but the problem-solving is you as a trainer finding that problem they give you the problem you solve it Mm -hmm. but there's an underlying thing there Mm -hmm. maybe for example when somebody asks me finally so that I can put my guide to good use Mm -hmm. Chris what's what's the good fats and bad fats and I I tell them refer to your guide to calories they go and read it and they go ah right okay Mm -hmm. that's knowledge they've now gained Mm-hmm. It's not just hey, everything in your diet is your good fats. Yeah, yeah, big time. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's the same with the snacking there. You know, I have a form and they'll go and they'll go, right, what does it say about vegetables here? I'll go, go and refer to the vegetables part. Right, fill your plate up with veggies to fill your stomach, so the fibre, and, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's given them knowledge as to why they want a snack. They want a snack not because they love the snacks, mm-hmm. because they don't know, that if you give them the knowledge to deal with it, i.e., let's spread your calories out a bit better. That's the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Instead of right, let's get a low calorie bar in there, and you know what I mean. Yeah. We're quite reactive as trainers to come up with that. I think it probably taps in a little bit something we spoke about before about motivation as well. Where I, I I've got this thing with motivation where I just think you you almost don't want to. I would never want to be classed as like anti motivation because sometimes I feel like that's how it sounds like when I talk about this. But I feel like it people rely on it too much, and people think it's the missing piece of the puzzle, and they think that if they're struggling, they just need more motivation. Um, when what we're talking about here and this is a major part of investment is you're investing in like it's not I, I, I think that when it comes to like personal training coaching what you're ideally getting from it or what you should be getting from it is that is the knowledge you should be you should be paying to be taken through a process that you can learn from um, because then you, you're just more likely to there's a big thing about knowing why you're doing something and then being more effective at applying yep. it in, in, in real life. Um, so I think that it's it's you, you're, you're kind of investing in that that as much as anything else. Like I said, when it comes to this whole investment thing, I think the bare minimum is you, you invest the kind of time into it. And then the other thing as well is you can invest in the actual help itself, which is if, if you're willing to do that, it's just going to, you're getting someone with, ideally with the knowledge to kind of, pass on to you so that you can kind of steer yourself in the right direction just more efficiently and more effectively um, and the, the, the kind of the other side of that is obviously that it does incentivize it a little bit as well um, so yeah yeah I think that I think that those are the kind of main things when it comes to people investing in themselves I think it's about investing in the, the information the knowledge it's about investing the time and it's about providing yourself with a bit of an incentive to do it yep um, knowledge is power mm-hmm. as they say mate and anybody listening to this that has picked things up it's difficult for me sometimes to comprehend because it's blind blind of me to be honest because I um, when I tell a client something I, I especially get annoyed at the investing part when a client comes to me after gone with another trainer 
Uh, and listen, I've had bad experiences with clients as well. They've not been a right fit for me. Mm-hmm. They've lasted four or five weeks and then it's just no worked. I've, not, I've maybe not read the signals. They've not read the signals. Like I'm not sitting here in my perch saying I'm perfect here mm-hmm. by any means. But when a client comes to me and you know they'll tell me who they went to and I go, why? Can I just ask why? Like I'm not being cheeky. I just want to know what. Like, I don't know. I just I just messages and I just I'm like, why? But mm-hmm. like I, I mean, it's not as if the client's got money to burn, so they can just yeah. throw money at their problems and be right. foot any like aimlessly. I'm going why? Can you, I'm just interested to find out why people go with certain people. But mm-hmm. I always ask a client why you came me. I always ask. I'm mm-hmm. curious why. Why would you know be? And and yet they a lot of the time it's just like ugh just messaged them the, my pal went with them or you know what I mean and mm-hmm. it's great that you mentioned the other day uh, sorry earlier on about referrals and you've been very successful with referrals but uh, I would like to think that your clients have sang your praises they've probably changed quite a lot that, that person's probably watched them change but just because somebody says oh I go with them ask more ask more questions yeah alright what is it that gets you doing if you don't mind me asking uh, you know like what kind of training is he what does he specialise in and uh, well I go on with him do you think you have a good match with me I know me and you're a bit different and I urge people to find that sort of stuff out because one it's a lot of money and two you're going to save yourself a lot of time and uh, like I, <laughs> I always feel that um, the same towards training so if if you watch watch somebody training and they're, they're doing something very wrong, it takes them to almost to be breaking their back or something to the everyday person to be like, are they doing that wrong? Yeah. And I'm kind of like, what do you think? <coughs> of course they're doing it wrong. Like, mm. what do you think? And But then I've got to realise that they don't give a fuck. Like, they're just here. Chris, help me. Show me what to do. The knowledge is coming and coming and coming once the interest is there. Uh, some of them are just I get that they've got other things going on in their life they've just finished work Chris train me I need to go home I'm not be thinking about the gym when I leave here uh, so I get that like, like I always look at it and go obvious it's pretty obvious and I guess that's like any any line of work like if you if you try and explain your work to somebody that doesn't get it it goes right over the head mm-hmm. you know but what I'm trying to like try to get across is uh, look for the obvious telltale signs because when you look they're right there mm-hmm. and again how do you look by taking time and energy and actually looking mm-hmm. don't be blind to it don't waste your time look and take a second and just sit back and look at what a trainer's saying every day look what they're saying are they being unprofessional not for you are they being unprofessional and you like it sign them up mm-hmm. like go with them because what works for you what works for one person is not going to work for the other like you, you like you might be deemed to some people mate, as being quite professional and very well spoken. <coughs> yeah. There might be people that are for the scheme that might know what to go with you. Because right, right. they're like, oh, he's too proper. Mm-hmm. But even though you, even though, yeah, you enunciate quite yeah. a lot. But even though you do relate to the people, that's not a good example. But I you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. there's some trainers that won't be able to train big businessmen yeah. because it's just not a good fit. Mm-hmm. So find a trainer that works for you and mm-hmm. find a fit that works for you. It's the same as going to a club with a wee community where you check your weight every week but you're like you're, you're, you're sort of an introvert why would you go to a club like that mm-hmm. you don't like the community vibe mm-hmm. do you get what I mean mm-hmm. it's just and I, you know I'm, I'm just calling it clubs it could be, could be hitting aye, aye. but you get what I mean it's like group training mm-hmm. do you want to go to a class even though you don't want to talk to people and you don't want the attention being on you 
and yet when the trainer comes there and he's like oh you know he challenges it or something you start nearly greeting classes only for you then mm-hmm. it's the same I mean, if you don't like spin classes, don't go to spin classes. Like, but again, that they're like, oh, yeah, I must need to go to them because they're in the gym. No, find what works for you and find a fit. But in order to do that, you need to try shit. Mm-hmm. You need to try new stuff. You can't just keep doing the same shit like I mentioned at the start of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to invest time to do that as well. Yeah. Like that's, it comes back to that. But that comes back to patience and that as well, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? exactly, Because yeah. they, they, they think, I want that tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go and do that. And then that's what leads to the lassie that I mentioned earlier with the yo-yo dieting mm-hmm. quick fixes and uh, instead of trying something with an educated guess mm-hmm. um, if you're listening to this podcast you probably very highly trust me and Scott so messages and go right I've got a trainer I'm out in Falkirk I'm out in the middle of nowhere I'm out here there wherever you're listening to this can you do me a favour do you mind just checking this trainer Would do you think he's got good social proof do you think Obviously, I can't train with you or whatever reason. I'm again. This isn't a sales pitch, mate. We we don't do this to mm-hmm. get clients. We get this to give you the knowledge that's going to save you a lot of time. So I'll, I'll happily if somebody messages me and go, Chris, how you doing? Like you mentioned on the podcast, podcast. Do you mind just checking out this trainer? Do you think that that it'd be worthwhile for me? Well, I don't know you personally, but what are you looking for? I'm looking for X, Y, and Z. Cool. It looks like he can prove that. He trains women, but it looks at 18 to 35. Uh, you're a woman in that age bracket. You want fat loss. He is shown time and time again that, aye, I would, I, would, I would say that's, you've used a professional's opinion and you've used a wee bit of education and energy to, to, to actually ask the question. Mm-hmm. Don't go in aimlessly. And the one thing I want to point out, mate, is... We, we spoke in this podcast in November and December about getting ahead of the game, did we know? Yeah. In this very seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what you're going to be left with is dribs and drabs because every trainer's, every good trainer's booked up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hate to say I told you so. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to have to do now is invest even more time to be even more detailed. Don't panic and just go with whatever's available. Uh, use this time to get inquiring into somebody that you like the look of and you maybe want to work with for a while lay the foundations get the name down there on any list that's waiting and then um, ask the question mate see if somebody somebody messaged you the day right and went Scott eh, I'm looking to get booked in for one to one you check the times I'm afraid I don't have any space until March right that's fine Scott can you put my name down for March I'm just asking us watching your you know I've been watching your videos is there anything you'd recommend in that time mm-hmm. I'm not asking for a plan Scott and you'd recommend Dane I'm just looking to lose a bit of fat and get in a routine until I get you until I can fit you can be fitted in mm-hmm. if online's not an option what do you recommend Scott look I would recommend X, Y and Z the same stuff you recommend on the podcast every mm-hmm. time mate it's all there on the podcast if people take some time and listen back to it all mm-hmm. you could devise a plan with, with what we spoke about in the previous episodes yeah definitely you know? definitely I think as well like there's a there's a part of this that is all about um, think kind of feeling I suppose like there's a natural thing to be intimidated isn't there by um, gyms or trainers or things like that and I think there's a there's a role here for trainers and coaches whether you're kind of projecting a message online or um, it's, I'd say especially in the gym but but both both um, of like trying to be as as approachable and as understanding as possible um, because people, I think that people want to feel comfortable in the gym. Of course they do. That's obvious. They just maybe can't bring themselves to ask the question and to get the help. 
and to actually take the first step that might be towards them investing a bit into themselves, whether that's the time and energy to overcome that little bit of anxiety to go up and to ask the question or whether it's literally to invest and go and get someone who they trust really knows what they're talking about so that because they have a clear goal and they're willing to do that in order to achieve it so um yeah i think there's a there's a part of, of this that is understandable because the fitness industry in many ways can be a scary place there's a lot of false images out there there's a lot of um kind of fake um ideals that are being projected um out there as well and i, I can understand why people and the, and the thing is the, like if we're being honest mate there's a lot of ego in the fitness industry as well um so i can understand why people are maybe feel a bit standoffish about it and why that maybe makes it difficult for them to invest to invest at the smallest level time and at the biggest level money in a process that maybe just doesn't appeal to them mm -hmm. because all they see is that ego and all they see is the the kind of unrealistic ideals and I suppose there's a that's the kind of good thing about trying to maybe do these podcasts as well is just to kind of try to put that message across too about how it's not really like that or even if there is elements like that it's not all like that and if you sit down and do a bit of research you'll find the fit for you you'll find mm -hmm. the trainer in your gym that actually you just going to have the right approach for you that actually is going to take an interest and care and be professional and whatever whatever um but i can understand a lot of why people maybe can't even get past that first hurdle towards investing anything in it at all because of sometimes how it comes across and um it would be kind of quite good if that could sort of change it's not going to change by me saying it here just now but i think that if I was giving advice to anybody, would just to be to say that it's probably not as bad as you think it is, really, as it, you know, a lot of people are quite scared just to go into gyms in the first place, and the reality is it's not actually anywhere near as bad as people think it is, and um, just to take that first small step and try to invest a bit of time in, into it is, uh, it just, pay, it could potentially pay massive, I can't understate that, I can't overstate that enough, yep. it, it can pay massive dividends in the long run. Yep definitely uh, and just watch it happen but yeah spot on so that went on a bit longer than we'd normally mm. we'd anticipated so what we will do is just do part two in a separate episode it's good to probably keep the two separate anyway mate it's two different groups of people listening yeah um so i hope you all enjoyed that i should have said at the start of the podcast to make sure you share it not a few shares in a while so make sure you get on this if you're still listening to the end give us a wee share on your stories tagging me and scott and in the meantime if you get any questions for scott just give him a message um and have a lovely week a lovely weekend whenever you listen to us thanks so much thanks so much bye